following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Oh my goodness, you can be seated, be seated, be seated, be seated. There is nobody on God's planet like Pastor Johnson. Come on, let Pastor Johnson know how much we love it. I'm telling you. Hello, CLC. Oh my goodness, have I missed y'all. We got three years to catch up on. How much time do we have? I saw so many faces, so many families, uh, family members, because we're in God's family. And uh, what a joy, seriously, what an honor, what an honor. I, I want to start calling names. What an honor for Charlotte and I to be back here. Uh, let me say this, first of all, before anything else. Thank God for Pastor Johnson and Sister Patty Johnson that gave us a chance to come. Listen, real is in, fake is out. They took a chance on a country boy from Russellville, Arkansas that nobody knew about, um, nobody still knows about, (laughs) but they took a chance on us and brought us to this unbelievable place, and they put something in our hearts that we have never forgotten nor will ever forget, and it's the spirit of this house. I love the spirit of this house. Don't tell anybody, but we have tried to take this exact spirit back to Russellville, Arkansas at Lake Hills. We're trying to build a CLC. That's what we're trying to do. Don't tell them. They get tired of hearing about CLC and about Pastor Johnson, how Pastor Johnson does it, what Pastor Johnson would do. Yes, I'm out on that porch. Yes, I'm high-fiving, hugging, and loving. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You can't be mad and come to church here. You've got, if you don't want to be happy and you're allergic to fun, you're going to hate Christian Life Church. But if you love Jesus and you're excited about what God is doing, this is the greatest place that you could possibly be within 100 miles of this place. Make it 200. Let me say, let me say, about, let me say about this incredible staff that's here now. It's amazing to walk in and see what they've accomplished. Pastor Brad... And Cass have done an amazing job, and this entire staff, what a joy. Lifelong friends that we have made here. And many of you are looking at me like, I hear all these stories about what you're saying right now, but I don't have a clue who you are. I feel like Apostle Paul, when he wrote to the Ephesian church, and he said, I know you. And that's how I I feel like I know you. You may not know me, but I know you. And he said, it's because I have heard of your faith, and I have heard of your love. Pastor Johnson has told me about your faith. He's told me about the healings. He's told me about what God has done in your life. And I feel like I know every one of you. So everybody just smile at me because I'm smiling back. Yeah, okay, good, good. Thank you so much for the memories. Thank you so much. I'm so happy that I, my wife and my family, Maudie Pearl, family names, and Harlow Rain are with me. Harlow Rain said he wanted to go to kids' ministry. He didn't want to come in here and listen to me. He has to hear that all the time. That's what he said. And so uh, we'll talk about that on the way home. It's about nine hours. (laughs) Somebody has planted that in him. I'm going to find out who it is. I'm going to find out. I know you didn't come to hear me talk about this. Get your Bibles in your hands. I want to encourage the house tonight. I really mean this when I say what a privilege it is for me to preach the gospel to you tonight. Thank you, Pastor Johnson, again for this incredible honor. Psalms Psalms chapter 1, I want to encourage you. Um, 
hopefully you've come tonight to hear an encouraging word. And uh, that's what I want to bring to you. It's simple, very, very simple thought tonight. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. Everybody say amen to that. The psalmist begins very simple. Anyone can understand this. That's why I chose to speak about it tonight because I can understand this. He says, blessed is the man or woman. Do I have anybody that's blessed in here tonight? That's what I thought. I figured you'd get on that. I walked in the door and Brother, Brother Bain looked at me and said, I'm blessed, son. I'm blessed. He said, and you're blessed. I said, well, I got the right message tonight. Amen. We are blessed. It's kind of obvious for me to say that I'm blessed. It's obvious for me to declare that you are blessed. But I, I believe that we're living in an hour and I'm aware of the time, and I'm aware of what we're living in surrounding us, and, and it, we need to be convinced of the blessing of God that's in our lives. There's too many things that are trying to distract what is absolute fact, and what Psalms would declare in another chapter about how God has crowned you and I with favor and blessing. We are indeed a blessed people right now. Amen. Right now we are blessed. I look in this audience, and I know you are like I am, and you understand and recognize this point, that you have a job that maybe you didn't even qualify for, but you got it. You are living in your house that maybe God, only God could have made it happen. Maybe you're driving a car that somebody else could have been driving, but you are driving that car tonight. Maybe you have a relationship, and you're married to that woman you walked into tonight, and anybody else may have picked her up, but somehow... By God's grace. Man, you're missing a great opportunity to say amen right now. You picked her up and God blessed your marriage and put you together. Maybe you didn't even have the education to get the job that you got. Come on, somebody. But God somehow opened up a door for you to walk through. I'm talking about living in the favor and the blessing of God right now. Some of us that are... We believe that we're God's favorite. I'm crazy enough to believe it. I was riding to a golf tournament not long ago with my dad, and it started sprinkling, and he said, son, I'm going to pray that this rain stops. And I said, dad, I don't think God cares about if it rains or not on our golf tournament. He said, that's where you're wrong. Because God knows me by name. He knows the hairs that are numbered on my head. He's for me, and he'll listen to me. That's kind of far out there, but some of you know what I'm talking about, about being spoiled rotten in God's blessing and favor on your life. If you go to CLC and Pastor Johnson is your pastor, you are spoiled rotten. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now. Plus, he gives you all bluebell ice cream. And by the way, I apologize for anybody that thought bluebell ice cream was going to be here tonight, then I was your surprise. I feel like I need to write a check for everybody to have bluebell next week. How many would testify tonight that God's grace is rich in your life? That the mercy of God is plenteous? 
that his compassion is ridiculous and his kindness is overflowing and his love and his faithfulness is just so amazing. We have a blessing God. He wants to bless us. He is blessing us and it's happening right now. I don't know if you know it or not, but when you woke up this morning, you had the blessing of God in your life. I don't know if you thought about it or not because you laid in a position that looked a whole lot like death for about eight hours if you're lucky. But somehow God said, it's time to get up. And somehow you just got out of bed and you had the grace and the favor of God on your life and blessing. Come on now. Blessing has a way of opening up doors you could not open. It has a way of working things out that you're panicked about and nervous about tonight. Our God is a miracle working God. Right here about four years ago, a little over four years ago in this front area, I couldn't help but think about it when we were praying for those that came up for prayer tonight about how God healed my wife and I. We were praying and believing for God to give us a child that the doctors in Austin Regional told us that we would not be able to have children there was less than about a one percent chance for us to have children and on father's day the lord gave us that 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 miracle news that we were going to have harlow rain rain meaning abundant blessing from above you're looking at somebody that's blessed above measure that means you can't put a tape measure to it that means you can't imagine how good god has been to me god brought me their mama come on somebody I'm blessed like right now I'm blessed. If you know that you know that you're blessed, just say amen right now. Bump your neighbor and say, you don't know, but I've been blessed like you've never imagined. I feel that we need to settle this issue, and here's why we need to settle the issue. Because there's going to be setbacks, there's going to be hard times, there's going to be heartaches, there's going to be disappointments that wants to convince you that God's not for you and you don't have the blessing and you don't have the favor and the smile of God on your life. But the devil is a liar. Come on now. I'm here to tell you that we are still walking in the favor and the blessing of God, even when the seasons, how many of you know seasons come and seasons go? It's going to happen. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. If you got into this thinking it was going to be paved roads and green lights... Get that out of your mind. It's going to come times in your life where you're going to doubt the blessing of God on your life. But you hear me, the blessing of God has a way of circumventing and overcoming those kinds of moments and those kinds of seasons. Sometimes we're all able to point to things in the past that are even presently that are fiery trials and trouble and attacks that come into our lives that you have gone through, that you have gone through. But because you were blessed, you went on through it. It was painful. It was real. It was hot. But you came through. Let me tell you why you came through the trial. It's because God was with you. Anybody else in their right mind would have probably given up. Anybody that wasn't under the blessing and the favor of God would have said, this isn't going to work out. This isn't going to happen. I need to walk out. I need to leave this alone. Anybody else would have settled with what they were going through and the diagnosis and the issues that life brings into your life. But listen to me. You had fear, but favor and blessing overcame that moment in that season. Make no mistake about it. Bless people, folks. Bless people. And I'm speaking to a blessed, blessed church. We have trials. We have things that overwhelm us. You can be blessed right now and still be in a mess. Yeah. 
It just got real. You can be blessed and in the favor and when your steps being ordered of God and still have some pressure pushing in on you. In the Old Testament, there's three Hebrew children, boys, that are thrown into a hot, fiery furnace because they refuse to bow to false gods. And we know now, we know now, we know now, we know now that they were blessed because they came through it. They had to go in it and they had to walk around in it for you and I to have the testimony that God is with you in the fire. That God is with you and the blessing of God is on you even when you're in the fire. Listen now. They were in the fire but they were still walking. They were in the fire but they were still walking. Can I tell you that's what blessed people do? Blessed people have trials, we have problems, we have issues with our kids too. But the difference between us and people that don't respond to the blessing and the favor of God is we just keep on walking. We just keep putting one foot in front of the other and allowing God to lead and to guide our steps. That's what blessed people do. I'm here to tell you something very simple. You're blessed in it and you're blessed out of it. You're just blessed all the way around. I, don't, I hope to convince you in just a moment. Tell somebody sitting next to you, I'm blessed. How do you know I'm blessed, Pastor? I'll tell you what, a good reason I know everybody in this building is blessed is because you're still here. You're still here. You're still living for God. You're still here on a Wednesday night. What are y'all doing here on a Wednesday night like this? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're responding to the blessing and the favor of God that's on your life all week long. I want you to understand and know this, that it's not based on circumstances, the blessing that God has in your life. In fact, the scripture would give us indication and it would let us know that blessing refers to the receiving the God's favor regardless of the circumstances of your life. That's the whole Bible. Regardless of what you're facing, God is screaming through the Old Testament and the New that I'm for you, I'm with you, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. He's even so bold to actually write it out. Like in Matthew 5, he gives us a list. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed are those who, when others revile against you and talk bad about you on Facebook, and you're still blessed. Even what they say about you isn't true, and you want to handle it. He would say in James chapter 1, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. Revelation 14, blessed are those who die in the Lord. This is getting weird. He says, you don't understand how much I love you and how crazy I am about you and about how I have crowned you with blessing and favor and love that I have for you. I want you to know that Psalms chapter 1 is nothing more than David describing people that are blessed. It's a behavior of how people that are blessed should respond. He tells us and shows us very distinctly that just because you are blessed, it does not mean that you take a neutral position and take a nap. Instead, he tells us in the first verse there, says you need to guard your blessing. You need to look out for it. You are blessed indeed, but there's some things that you need to look because you have something that's after it. In other words, David's trying to help us to understand that just because you have blessing in your life doesn't mean everybody's going to be crazy about it as you are. You might have somebody in your life that might not be as happy as you are about what God is doing in your life. 
you may have some people in your world that are not as excited as you are about Jesus Christ and about you coming to Wednesday. You going to Wednesday night? You just went Sunday. Yeah, but I'm going again. Why are you going again? David says you need to guard the blessing that's on your life. Not everybody's going to be as excited as you are about your blessing, so you need to guard it. You are blessed, and so he says, so you can't afford to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. It matters what people say in your ear and what you listen to. David said, bless people. Blessed people have to pay attention to what comes into their heart and what comes into their hearing. They have to make sure that they guard the blessing and the favor that they have on their life. You cannot just listen to any voices and expect to maintain an appreciation for the blessing of God that's in your life. You need to make sure that you pay attention to what people are saying. Not everybody, not everybody is going to be as excited as we are about the favor and about what God is doing in your children's life, about that scholarship. Not everybody's going to like that on Facebook. Let me give you another idea, too. A lot of times when we hear these kinds of scriptures about the ungodly, we start immediately going, "Uh uh-huh, I know the ungodly. I know them. But let me help you with something. It can come from anybody, any counsel, as a matter of fact, that's contrary to where God wants to take you is ungodly advice. Let me give you an example. Apostle Peter was trying to protect Jesus. He had Jesus' interest at heart. He did not want him to go to the cross. He did not want him to suffer and die. And so he stepped to the the forefront, looked Jesus in the eye and said, I will not let you do this. I will not allow you to go to Jerusalem and be offered up for mankind. I won't let this happen. On the other side of the equation, Judas... He was more than happy to sell him for 30 pieces of silver to offer him up and said, go ahead. Here's what Jesus said about Judas. He said, Judas, you're a friend. Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. He called him a devil. Here's what Jesus was saying. Make sure you guard what you hear because anything that's keeping you back from your purpose is not good counsel. Apostle Peter could be called an enemy of Jesus because he was keeping him back from going to the cross and doing what he was sent to do for you and me. And Jesus said, you got to go. I'm here on purpose. I know the favor and the blessing that I have in my life. We have to be very careful many times when people come into our life and start to tell us to go one way when God is telling us to go another way. You need to make sure that you don't size up the favor and the blessing of God in your life because sometimes storms can be a blessing. It's not always the easy route that the Lord chooses for you and me. The three Hebrew children is a great example of that, how they were in the fire and they came through the fire and they were not burnt. However, they are a beautiful testimony of how you walk by faith and not by sight. And you say, God is for me. I know it's not good now, but I know that I know that somehow all things are going to work together for my good. So David warns us, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Guard your blessing. You are blessed, so every voice matters. God is trying to take you somewhere, blessed people, so make sure you guard your heart. Then he says, secondly, he says, because you are, you are favored and because you are blessed, you need to make sure that you don't stand in the way of sinners. 
Guard your life. It matters how you live. Don't become a stumbling block for someone around you. Blessed people have to guard themselves so you don't trip up some other people in some weak areas of your life. How many of you know you're not walking this road alone? There could be somebody coming behind you that's watching. David said, blessed people are aware of that. Thirdly, David says, blessed people don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Oh, my. In other words, if you want to continue to be blessed, then you're going to have to understand that you cannot allow your heart and your attitude to get bitter. You cannot let yourself sit down in the seat of the scornful. You cannot allow your attitude to get negative and to ruin your life because you know that you're blessed. You know that you're blessed and that God is for you and he's not against you. You cannot afford, folks. We cannot afford. We cannot afford to allow bitterness to settle in our hearts. We have to make sure that we get a handle on the bitterness and the anger that wants to settle in when we're going through the fire. We have to remember we are blessed. Sometimes you just have to look up in the storm and say, I don't know where this is coming from right now, but I know this, that I am blessed in it and I am going to be blessed afterwards. I'm too blessed to be stressed right now about what I'm seeing. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Can I just tell you it's not worth getting an ulcer over? It's not worth losing sleep over. Once you get a hold of, I'm blessed, and I know that I'm blessed, that God is for me, then all of a sudden, David says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law doth he meditate day and night. And, 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 he shall be like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water. Blessed people are grounded. Blessed people are grounded. They're not over here one day and over there the next. Blessed people have an understanding that they need some grounding in their life. They're not trying one thing here and trying another thing over there. Let me speak to blessed people in the house. Be careful that you're not moving around so much that you miss the blessing that's happening where you're supposed to be planted. Sometimes when you know that you're blessed, you just need to stay put. Sometimes when you know that you know that God is in it and God is with you, you need to stand still and you need to see the salvation of the Lord work in your life right now. Stay put and see the salvation of God. You need to put some of the roots in the ground where God has planted you and put you in such an hour that we're living right now. You need to be planted in this church. Can y'all tell I've been pastoring a little while? You need to be planted at CLC. You need to put roots in the ground at CLC. I can't think of a greater church for you to be planted in God's house than in this house right here. You need to be planted in the Word of God. Is this too old-fashioned? You need to be planted in prayer. You need to be planted in some relationships. Get planted in a group in this house. You cannot do anything without being planted and have fruit hanging from your tree. You got to be planted. You can't be trying to move every time it rains. 
You've got to stay planted where you are. I want to testify to you that seasons come, folks. It rains sometimes. There's some bad things that happen. Storms come. Good, bad, winter, some spring, or spring and fall. But you are blessed, so therefore you are planted. You are planted. And because you are planted, God said this about you. You're going to bring forth fruit in your season. Now, don't miss that. Your season, not your neighbor's season, not your mama's season, not your, your best friend's season. But if you'll stay planted in your season, you're going to bear fruit. Your leaf, you need to catch this, your leaf shall not wither. And whatsoever, I looked up whatsoever, it means whatsoever you do shall prosper. You missed a great chance to shout right there. Whatsoever you do shall prosper. Pastor, how do I get that? Give it to me real quick. Stay planted. That's what you brought tonight? That's what I brought. Stay planted in the house for prosperity, for blessing, for fruit. No matter what season, winter, summer, spring, fall, stay planted and watch what God will do in your life. You ever wonder why you see some people just always struggle, always missing the boat, always missing the blessing, always missing the harvest seemingly in their life? Let me tell you why. They're moving. They're not planted. Sometimes the only thing that you need to do to get the harvest, to get the blessing, to get the anointing, to get the things that you've been praying for is just stay right there. Stay still, stay planted, stay excited, stay on fire, stay coming on Wednesday and watch what God will do. Let me tell you what's going to happen when you get planted in this house. It's just going to be on a ran- random Wednesday night. You're going to walk in here and say, I should have went home. I was so tired, but I came on anyway. You're going to walk into this house, and the presence of the Lord is going to fill your heart, and all of a sudden, you're going to see an arm come out like this that has some fruit on it. You're going to start seeing some, bearing some fruit that you never dreamed were possible, and you're going to look and say, I don't understand why this is happening. Let me tell you why it's happening, because you're getting planted in the house. That's what God God does, that's how he works. It's his way of doing it. Blessed people know, blessed people know this. You know this already. I'm reminding you that blessed people know they have to stand and stay right in the house. They know that they have an enemy. Blessed people know they have an enemy that's not excited about the blessing and the favor of God that's in their life. They're pretty upset about it because the Bible says that the thief has come, but, but, but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. And because of the blessing in the house of God and because of the blessing that comes against you and it comes on your family, let me just testify to you that the enemy's not happy about your children coming to the house of God. He's not happy about you putting the kingdom of God first. He's going to come after that, but you're blessed people. You have the favor of God on your life, but you hear me. You need to declare, remind your family, as for me and my house, we're going to stay planted. We're going to stay planted in a season where people are moving, in a season where people are doing all kinds of things. We're going to stay committed to the kingdom of God. We're going to stay committed to the house of God and watch what God does. You need to tell the enemy of your house that you can't have my kids. You need to tell, this is about standing, this is about being planted. It's about taking a stand for the kingdom of God. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my joy, I'm blessed. I declare it tonight. Now, I can't declare your joy. You have to declare your joy. You have to take authority over your own life. But you hear me tonight, you are a blessed people. And if you will open up your mouth and begin to 
but to declare the power of God, it will become so real and alive in your life. I am planted right here, right now, no matter what. I don't care how bleak it gets. I don't care what kind of storm comes into my life. I want to make sure that I'm here when the seasons change. It would be a shame for me to ride out the storm and then move in. Because favor is coming back. The wind is going to blow again in my life. I'm going to stand right where I am and I'm going to believe for God to do something amazing in my life. Blessed people understand and know that this is no time to be moving. This is no time to not be planted in God's house. This is no time to, to be giving in to the, to the things uh, that, that come into our family, the temptation, the trial, the, the, the heavy pressure that's placed on husbands and wives and raising kids and, and, and trying to accomplish everything that the world is pressing in on us as a, as a people. How many of you know your, your job's not asking less of you? It's asking more. Whatever you have to do to stay planted, do that. I'm blessed today because I'm planted. Psalms 92 says it this way. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. When we are planted, we have a promise that we will be flourishing. Be still. Be planted. And stand and flourish. That's the key. God says, if you want to see the things that you're praying to come to pass, then I want you to stand, I want you to be planted, and I want you to be still and watch what I'll do in your life. I have to warn you tonight that there is an enemy, though, that wants to come in and try to take your ground. If planting is important for you to prosper, if planting is, being, is very important for you to flourish in the kingdom of God, then your enemy is going to come and try to take the ground that you're planted in. Amen. My wife and I went on vacation last year to uh, Fort Worth. I know, right? <laughs> you didn't have to say it. We went, it wasn't the only place we went. It was a kid's vacation. We took them all over the place, took them to the zoo one day, and they had this little splash pad area we took them in. And we were in there, and they were running around. Harlow was three, and he was doing his own thing, playing in the water. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I was watching him, you know, like a good parent. All of a sudden, I see this giant of a child, about an eight-year-old boy, goes running through the park, as fast as he could. And my son was just playing in the water, playing in the water. And all of a sudden, that little kid (laughs) pushed my son right in the back, completely unaware. He's a big kid. And something just came all over me. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the Holy Ghost. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. And I go running to pick my my baby up first. And I said, are you okay? And he's like, what just happened? A tank just hit me in the the splash pad area. So I I pick him up. I check him out, make sure he's okay. And then I I quickly ran to that that beautiful child. (laughs) Because I wanted to witness to him about how good God is and how 
You don't, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. I said, where is your mama? And then he just took off and ran. And I, I watched him. I watched him. And sure enough, he went to where his mama was planted. <laughs> but she was doing this. And I went over to her and I said, ma'am, I don't know if you're aware of this. doesn't seem like you're aware of this. But your son is causing havoc all over the splash pad. He's, he just pushed my baby down. My baby. My baby. He pushed my baby. And uh, I need you to maybe, you know, put him on a leash. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did not say that. I did not say that. I, was, I tried to be very kind. I was, I was kind. And she said, okay, or kind of okay, so mumbled something. I just walked away. And uh, she, she came back over a little bit later. And she was hot. And she said, you don't ever. You don't ever talk to my son again. I said, ma'am, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I just said, where's your mom? She said, you don't ever talk to my son. You go get the pl- splash pad coaches. And you go tell them what he did. And then they come get me and tell me what he did. And I said, uh-huh, there's a problem right there. I said, I was coming to the source, ma'am. I was coming to the source of this issue. And all of a sudden, she started ripping into me. She started saying, I don't know where you come from. I hail from Russellville, Arkansas. She said, oh my goodness, I hope she's not here tonight. I didn't think about that. Y'all don't go to Fort Worth, do you? Good. And she said to me, you don't ever talk to my son. You don't ever, you, what are you doing here? You don't even come back. She's just, going in, she's just going in on me. And all of a sudden, she says, who's your wife? Is your wife here? And she said, wherever she is, I feel sorry for her. <laughs> I said, you do. And she turned around, and there was Char. She heard every bit of it. Now, you got to understand this. My wife could not be sweeter. I'm telling you, she's the sweetest thing. She's sweet all the time. You know, not, not that fake sweet. You know what I'm talking about? Like in front of people and then you get home and they beat you up, you know? Not that. She's sweet right now. She's sweet all the time. And I do feel sorry for her sometimes. But my wife stepped in when she mentioned me and she mentioned my baby. My wife stepped in and said, let me stop you right there, ma'am. You don't ever. I got scared. I'm not kidding. I broke out. That lady wasn't even bothering me. But when mama got mad, I stepped. I'd never seen. I had never seen. My wife, I've never seen this side of her. Of course, I've never seen nobody push my baby in the back either. And I've never seen somebody attack me like she did. And my wife looked at that woman and said, don't you ever. Don't you ever talk about my baby. Don't you talk about my husband. You need to go find your child. And about that time, a security guard came over and they had had some issues. (laughs) 
we just, my wife and I looked at each other and said, we ain't going nowhere. We're staying here. We're on vacation. They're not ruining this. So they came over and got that lady, and we, we got a few people around us to make us feel a lot better. <laughs> you know how you do, you know. You talk about it, you know. What, she did that to y'all too? Well, she did it to us too. <laughs> Here's the reason I told that story. I'd never seen my wife come to my rescue like that. I'd never seen her come to the rescue of my children like that. Some of you need to get that personality and that spirit about your family. You need to get that spirit about your marriage. You need to get that spirit about your sons and your daughters. Listen to me. The ground that you have been planted in, the enemy wants to destroy. He wants to come in and cause division in it. The house of God is where you are planted. And the enemy is after the ground that you're planted in. Ephesians 4 said, Neither give place to the devil. I'm not calling that lady the devil, but I'm saying she could be a type and shadow. Don't give place to the enemy because the ground you're standing on is fertile ground. It's where you're going to be planted. And you need to get a spirit about you to fight where you are. You're too blessed to allow that to come into your house. You're too blessed to allow that to come against your family. That's your kids. That's your husband. That's your wife. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. Don't let them push you around. Now, I'm not, I'm not condoning. You know what I'm not condoning. But you need to get that spirit about the enemy. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you need to get upset about it. I, I'm not okay with this. That's my baby. That's my husband. That's my wife. You need to hear me tonight. If you're going to flourish, you're going to have to protect the ground that you're going to be planted in. When it looks like it's over, you need to just dig in a little bit deeper. When it looks a little bit bleak and like it's not going to work out, dig your fingernails in, dig your... We take our shoes off in Arkansas. You dig your toes down in there. Y'all know what I'm talking about? You can't run good in Arkansas with shoes on, but you let us get our shoes off. When you feel a little bit outnumbered, go ahead and just dig down a little deeper and stand your ground in the kingdom of God. You're going through a storm. When you're going through a battle... It's time to dig in. It's not time to give in. Get in the house of God and be planted. If you'll get planted, then you will hear God say, you are going to be, like David said, you're going to be a tree, like a tree planted by the river. Now, how many of you know you don't have to have a tree that lives and a tree that flourishes to live by the river? You can have many trees that don't live by the river, but God said, if you're going to be, in my, you're going to be a tree in my house, if you're going to be planted in my house, I'm going to plant you by a river. Now, some of the biggest trees in Arkansas are planted right next to the river. There's plenty of nourishment. There's plenty of provision there. And God says, when you get planted in my house, there's overflow. There's more than enough. There's more than a supply. Everything that gets planted in God's house gets planted by the river of life. And he doesn't stop there. It just gets better. He says, and then whatsoever, whatsoever you do, whatsoever you do, whatsoever you do, shall prosper. All because you stood your ground and you got planted and because you wouldn't give your territory to the enemy. All because you just stood up to the enemy and said, no, this is my place. I am blessed. This is my house. This is where God has placed me. I'm not going to allow this to overtake me. By the way, you need a plant spot. 
You need a place to get planted. You may have some areas of your life that you know that you need to get planted in that are a little unstable. Go ahead and commit that to God tonight. In order for us to bring the harvest that we need, we have to be grounded. We have to be grounded in the blessing. We have to be grounded in the house of God. We have a stand-your-ground law in Arkansas. I believe it's here in Texas. That means you have the right. You have the right to stand your ground when somebody comes towards you, especially in a water park in Fort Worth. You have the right in the kingdom of God to stand your ground. You have a right to stand there and say, not in my house, not in my body, not in my children, not in my... If I told you tonight that victory could be yours if you stand your ground. What if I told you tonight that you are blessed and because you're blessed, David says you need to make sure what you allow to come into your hearing, make sure it keeps you going toward the, the place and the, and, and the areas of life that God has promised you to walk in. What if I told you tonight that your harvest could be yours as, as long as you stay planted in God's house? It's a promise to every believer. It's a promise to everybody that gets planted in the house of God that you will flourish. Some of you here tonight may be battling with some incredible things in your life, some things that look insurmountable. It may look like blessing is a million miles away. Some of you have faced in the last few months some of the hardest battles that you've ever faced. But God sent me here tonight to tell you with this very simple message. This too shall pass. And if you'll stay planted in the house... You'll stay planted in what you know God has sent you to do. Then you will be there when the sun shines again. Then you're going to find the blessing. You're going to find the prosperity. You're going to find the the favor of God that you've been looking for. You're too blessed to give up now. You're too blessed to throw in the towel now. You're too anointed and too favored to give in now. Just what you're walking through now, it's just a season. God's going to come through. I'm, pre- I'm prophesying to somebody today. What you're walking through now is going to be a testimony tomorrow to somebody that God is able to bring you through. You are blessed. Tell somebody next to you, I'm blessed. Say, don't get it twisted. You may have seen what I drove up in tonight, but that, don't, don't get that messed up. I'm blessed and I know it. I don't care what happens tonight. I don't care what happens tomorrow. I know my God is for me. And if he's for me, who can be against me? I don't care what they say about me. I don't care what they do to me. I know. You're messing with something right there. When you get determined, I'm going to stay in the house. I'm going to stay blessed. I'm going to stay faithful. The enemy starts backing up out of your life. Come on, stand to your feet all over the house. Give God a praise right now. Give him a shout all over the house. Come on. Come on, give him your best shout right now. God is for me. God is for me. God is for me. God is for me. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I'm too blessed to be stressed about it now. I'm going to walk out of here with my head up, with my faith high. I know I'm blessed. I love CLC. Y'all are my heart. Y'all are my heartbeat. God bless every one of you. You already blessed. I love you.
God bless you. Give Jesus a great hand clap of praise all over the house.